Hey loves, it's your girl Vina. Grab your wine glasses, grab your cups, sit back and get ready because I'm about to serve some juice. Hey my good people, what up, what's up, what's up, it's your girl Vina, and this is the most underrated podcast out there that people are definitely probably sleeping on. You are listening to My Juice is Their Religion. I have a special for you today. This is episode 16, my lovelies, and if this is your first time listening to this podcast, it's okay because today's podcast is going to be a review on a short film. But if you would like to get into all the juiciness and get to know your girl, please go back and listen to episode one. Start from the beginning because I have so many tidbits, so many stories, so much information that I give out, right? So it's not just all about my crazy life. It's definitely some knowledge being dropped over here. So go back and start from episode one and get into it. And this is a review on the short film called Thruple. And if you don't know what a thruple is, which I don't really love that word, thruple is also another word for triad, right? Three is not a crowd in this case. And it is a short film and it's about a triad made up of two men, right? Oh my God, clutch my pearls. We never see this. Two men and one woman. And it's basically a snapshot of their life and things that are happening over about two days time. Directed by the one and only Damien Omar Lee, starring himself, Robert Humphreys, Jesslyn Blue and Candace Haynes. Just knowing that it's a thruple, there's all kinds of juiciness that could possibly take place because this is definitely different from the norm. You don't see this in everyday society. You don't see this in everyday social media. Let your imaginations run wild for a second of what could you possibly be watching over 18 minutes between two men and a woman. You're not going to find it on Pornhub. So get your minds out of the gutter. It's none of that, people. So I thoroughly enjoyed this because one, the polyamorous community needs more representation. That's something I definitely have said before on the podcast. And we definitely don't have enough black representation, right? Almost everything you see about polyamory or any poly anything is always very, very white. But I'm not white. I'm a black girl. I want to see things from a black girl's perspective, hence how this podcast came about. I want to see black men. I want to see my face or anyone that looks like me being represented on the big screen, on the small screen, on the stage. I want to see us shining bright. And this short definitely gives that. It touches on so many different issues and emotions that can be found in all types of relationships, not just polyam relationships like the issues that we face is something that they're not facing no it's all the same shit it's at the end of the day we're all having relationships i just have relationships with more than one person whether it's happiness it's love it's some fuck shit happening it's messy it's ugly the ups and downs the highs and lows we're all going through the same type of things so having this short and seeing something different We're constantly bombarded when it comes to poly anything with two women and a man. (sighs) Can we get some originality out here (laughs) with other relationship dynamics? 
God forbid a woman, maybe she's not bisexual and she wants more dicks. Jeez, you know, maybe that's what she wants. And even if she happens to be bisexual, she doesn't have to be involved with that woman with her male partner. Like that can be the thing. So the media, when they decide to show us any kind of story about what do men want? Oh, they want to see a man with multiple women and they want to see it, show us it being successful, right? They really want to show us the problems. And if they do, it's only in bits and pieces or it's in some form of like comic relief. Like this is something for us to laugh at. So to get this short film and it show the woman being essentially the center of this relationship and her having two relationships going on with two different men was so refreshing. If you didn't know, I'm a woman who dates more than one man. Make sure you go back and find out about all of those shenanigans. I'd love to see it that, oh, sis is living her best life. Or is she? So, spoiler alerts. Let's get into a breakdown of this short. It starts off with the character Desmond coming home from work, him sitting down, getting a beer, relaxing, you know, a long ass opening scene, which eh, I really could have done without, right? I would have preferred it just jump right into the action because this movie is so short. You see him getting a mysterious text, not even a full name, just a letter. For my ladies out there who's like the snooper like I am. I was like, hmm, this is suspicious. Is he going out with somebody? Then you hear some moaning and groaning in the background. It's like, hmm, somebody's fucking. <laughs> so you see Desmond's character walk through the house and go into the bedroom. Obviously, the moaning and groaning gets so loud. And where who do we find here? You have Piper, which I had to search for this name because I didn't even realize that her name was not said throughout the whole freaking short. I had to go to the actress's Instagram page to find out what the hell was her name. I thought I was bugging. Did I miss this? I don't know why that bothered me, but it kind of did, right? I didn't want to just call her cute girl with the curly hair. I'm like, sis got a name. So Piper, right, is given the business, right? She's writing it. <laughs> having a good old time with the other male character Roland and Desmond is just standing in the, in the doorway just giving a look like mm. so yeah fucking she slows down because she's definitely like you could tell she's almost there right sis is about to have a good old orgasm but when he walks in and he's just standing there looking all disapproving you know she slows down stops and looks at him he looks at her then he walks away then it cuts to him being in the shower the other boyfriend comes in Rollin they're talking hey how's his job search going when he gonna have some money and wow brother man says he's gonna ask his dad for money you know it's gotta be bad for a man to be like I'm gonna ask my dad for money right that is he's in a tough spot because men usually don't like to ask people for money right and definitely not their father's Desmond is not really feeling this because he's like, what about next month, right? Or the month after? Being a good sport, Rollin is just like, yo, we, we gonna, we gonna be all right. And then he flushes the toilet while Desmond is in the shower, <laughs> which I thought was pretty funny. 
people if y'all don't know if that happens it lets off usually either really cold water or the water gets really hot either way it's never a fun situation so then he leaves out and then next you have your girl Piper coming in. She's asking her boo, hey babe, how's your day? How are you? And she asks him if she can come in the shower with him. He's basically like, nah, I'm good. So you know sis is like, eh, wait a minute. I can't come in the shower with you. You could see it all over her face that she felt away. He got an attitude, right? He's a whole Sour Patch kid right now. Now he he start digging in her ass about her job search. And she lets him know like, hey, we got you. We're going to be okay. We're just on a rough patch right now. He ain't feeling it. And sis gives him either the cold or extremely hot water too because she flushes the toilet on him. So brother man definitely not happy right now. Now the scene cuts to them, all three of them being in the kitchen. Rollin is cooking, which I love a man who could cook. Okay, hint, hint, fellas out there who, you know, might want to get in your girl's DMs. If y'all could cook and like cook well, <laughs> holla at me. Oh, and you're good looking. But he's at the stove and he's cooking and I'm I'm checking out. I'm, you know, I was checking out Rollin like, oh, brothers. He was just getting, he was all sexing girl down and then now he cooking. <laughs> That's right up my alley. So he at the stove cooking. And here come Desmond, still being a little Sour Patch kid, but he's all dressed up nice. He about to go out. And your girl Piper's asking him, oh, where he's going? Oh, I'm going out with some co-workers. It seemed fishy, guys. It seemed fishy. He don't really give a whole lot of information. And just tell him, like, hey, just leave me a plate out, right, when they ask him about dinner. He did mention to his girl about her having sex with Rollin so apparently there's already been some kind of conversation about when she has sex with Rollin now we don't exactly know what the conversation is but he does mention to her like hey didn't we talk about that and she tells him I tried to wait for you but it just you know it just kind of happened so I don't know what their thing is there if they all have sex together or he doesn't want her to have sex until he gets home but this is definitely a thing in their relationship. I don't know if this is a boundary or a rule or what have you, but it is definitely something there that I'm hoping gets explored. He leaves. That's the end of that scene. So now it cuts to him coming home and clearly it's late. He coming in with the whole creep look, right? Like he trying not to wake nobody up. And he's doing the, I just came in and I've been drinking a lot. Let me take a piss. <laughs> I've seen this look and this walk plenty of times. And guess who comes in the bathroom while he's in there? Hey, sister girl Piper looking good. She got on like a little nighty, cute little silky uh, robe. I'm a fan of the silky robes. Producer made me knowing because I got a cute silky robe at his house. And she's looking good. And she comes in the bathroom like, Padal, you see me, right? You see me? She tried to kiss up on him. Like she pulls back. And looks at him like, in my mind, I'm like, okay, either she pulled back because one, she smelled another woman's perfume on him or two, he just was acting funky. And this is not really his normal response to her when she tries to start kissing up on him. Either way, she not feeling it, but because he ends up picking her up and 
leaving out of the bathroom and going into the bedroom. We see another figure following them into the bedroom. Who I can only deduce that it's Rollin. Hmm, what's going to go down behind the closed doors? Are they having a threesome? Is Rollin going to watch as they have sex? What's happening? Are they going to go in there and cuddle? I don't know. They never really tell us. But it is juicy to me, right? I was definitely wondering like, ooh, what is happening? Is sis about to get both the peens? Because I have not had that. But I'm excited for her. So the next morning, whatever happened in that bedroom definitely was good because everybody was in a good goddamn mood. Rollin was once again at that deck on stove and saw, sis don't got to cook. <laughs> he cooking breakfast in the morning. Whatever he made, she was definitely enjoying it because she was like, mmm, oh my God, babe, this is so good. And I was thinking that needs to be my life. Okay, babe needs to be cooking some food for me so I could be like, mmm, babe, this is so good. And she was really into it, right? And he got, he fixed the plate for Desmond and he was loving the food too. And everything seemed harmonious for a quick little second. It was all shattered by one question. So how was your time last night? Piper just being a curious girlfriend, she asked this man, do you have any cute co-workers, anybody that you like? Do you know this man want to go off and have a whole attitude? In my opinion, he was moving real guilty like because she ain't ask anything wrong, right? And if you are in a non-monogamous relationship, what's the problem? It should be no issue with me asking about anybody that you find attractive. I know I ask producer Bay all the time about people who he might like, who he finds attractive. That's the vibe that I got from Piper. Not like she was jealous or there was an issue. She just wanted to know, like, what's up? Is this somebody that you like? Especially since, hey, he's been going out a lot lately and he hasn't been going out with them. My man blows up at them and telling them, yeah, he's been going out. And it feels good to go out and not having to pay for three people. And this is something that, that's talked about a lot in these type of relationships, right? What happens when there's struggles? If we are both contributing to the household and paying bills and whatnot, if something happens, right? I want to know that my partner can handle both of us, right? That he or if it's a she, can handle the weight of the entire household on their own without me, right? What are the contingency plans if something happens to one of us, whether we lose a job or sick, whatever, and we're not bringing home any money, can the other person handle it? This is something you don't always see being talked about amongst polyamorous couples. What about the real life shit that goes on in relationships? Clearly, he is feeling the strain and he is frustrated with being the only person that's working, right? He's paying all the bills. He even says that, you know, he's financing their shit or something like that because they can't even contribute paying for a roll of toilet paper. I know that would have hurt my damn feelings. Like, no, the fuck you did not. You talking about you financing my shit? Like, damn. Like, that's real hurtful. But I can understand how he feels because I've been in that position. Never the fuck again. Like, I will tell you that. I don't want to be in that position where I'm taking care of the whole house. No, no, 
ancestors who shine down on me. You know I don't want to be in this position. <laughs> Can you take care of me? Can I sit back and do nothing sometimes? Can I relax? Okay, can I just take care of the children in the house and not pay anything? Okay, promise not to spend all your money on shit. Because there's one thing you're able to do it and it's happening. And then there's a completely different thing when you're doing it, but you're making me feel like shit because you're doing it. Then I want to be like, eh, you know what? I don't want you to do anything for me. I will struggle. Okay, I w- and I've had struggles. Either take care of me with love or don't do it at all. Both of them are just looking at him like, wow, the fuck did this come from? So clearly this man is not speaking up enough about his frustration, right? He's just letting it out in little spurts. He's saying stuff, but they're not having a full-blown sit-down. This scene ends. We know that Rollin is going on a job interview. Piper is probably, you know, doing whatever women do who stay home all day and don't have a job, you know. Maybe she's washing some clothes and we know Desmond is supposed to be going off to work, right? Then we find Rollin is walking down the street. You know, he's looking all nice and put together. He's got on this suit. He looked like he's got a portfolio or something in his hand. He sees Desmond. Oh, he's holding a woman's hand, walking la-di-da-da down the street, looking all cozied up, but it's not with Piper. And my man Roland does exactly what I would do. He follows that ass. <laughs> I'ma follow you from afar and watch and see what's happening. And where do they go? To a restaurant. They sitting down and that's when Roland walks up on Desmond sitting in a restaurant with we find out that the new girl's name is Ashley. I love this scene because guess what? This speaks to the petty in me. I would totally do all of this, right? I'm taking notes of my phone probably <laughs> of how long I saw y'all together. I'm putting down information about the restaurant and he sits down with them at the table. I would definitely, I would definitely do that. I'm a little nutty like that. <laughs> of course, you can tell that Desmond has this look of like, oh shit, I done fucked up. We still don't really know what the relationship is between Rollin and Desmond. We're not quite sure. I mean, I have my suspicions, but there's nothing so far. Nothing is really confirmed. Rollin, you know, has this nice little conversation with them. And in true petty fashion, which it could go of no other way, he invites Ashley over for dinner you know, it would be great if you come by tonight. And as soon as he says that, (laughs) Desmond was giving out those threatening eyes or if he could die himself, he would have been a goner because I know he could not believe that Rollin even said that. He's like, yeah, you know, you should come over for dinner and you can meet our other roommate. And now, of course, Ashley's even more surprised. Like, oh, you have another roommate? And he said, yeah, I'm sure... She would love to meet you. When she heard that, her face said it all for all black women. Notice Negroes do not have a female roommate because I'm sure she was not sure. Like, what's the status of this female roommate, right? 
because I, I know she got the petty vibe that was coming off of Roland. Like, I know she felt it. You know, he leaves. His petty damage is done. Uh, you know, I'm very satisfied with that because I wouldn't have it any other way. And now it cuts to, you see Piper lounging on the sofa reading The Ethical Slut, which I thought that was a nice touch to throw that in there. A good book to read about polyamory and other things about non-monogamy. And once again, you've got Roland in the kitchen. You know what? I didn't even think about this. Maybe Piper can't cook. That could be a thing. Maybe Piper can't cook. But you know what? That's okay. Because, you know, my boo could cook. He's not a cooker cooker, but he could cook. But I end up always doing most of the cooking. When the, by the time I'm done with you, in a few years, watch. Hey, that man going to be a cooker cooker. <laughs> he going to be in there chefing it up. But I'm thinking maybe Piper can't really cook. And that's why Roland is always in the kitchen doing his thing. Because he looked like he he was getting down in there <laughs> in the scene. He's cooking. And Desmond comes home. Anger misplaced, right? Like, why is he mad? Why is he mad at Roland? He kind of attacks him and pushes him up against the wall. And then here we have it where I'm like, uh-oh. Maybe there is something going on between him because he tells him, oh, I'm glad to see that you know that I still like it rough. You know, I was clutching my pearls like, what? What is going on between the two of them? This is some juicy little tidbits that we get in here because I really was not quite sure. But with that little line, I was like, hmm, maybe there's a little something happening between the two of them. This is interesting. So then he's going off on him, saying, asking him what was all of that in the restaurant. He just upset that he got caught in the act. Rollin tells Desmond to tell Piper what he's been doing, right? And of course, in true cheater fashion, Desmond says, oh, I don't know what she's talking about. And Rollin tells her that, oh, I think he's been cheating on us. He didn't say you. He said on us. And again, I'm like, hmm. What do we have here? Is he also in a relationship with him? I know it's called throuple, but I don't like to make any assumptions, right? I like to know what is truly going on with any scenario that I'm watching. And he tells her that, hey, he's cheating on us with this chick, probably the co-worker who he's been seeing. Piper already knew. She didn't want to believe it. And she tells him, you know, not Desmond, you know, he loves me. Nobody ever wants to truly believe that the person that they love is cheating on them. But oftentimes we we get a feeling. We may not be able to truly prove it if, you know, if you're not like an investigator like I am. But you always have some type of feeling. There's something there that's not quite right. And she knew. She they they show us some flashbacks to different times within the short where she felt a little something right was off but she knew something was going on and Desmond doesn't deny it and and this scene this was a really powerful scene it really brings everything all together and pulls everything all together because now in this scene we see how Desmond really feels and it's such a huge explosion of feelings, of emotions. It's so raw. And I'm like, thank you for showing this. Because too often, you don't always see men exp 
showing us in a non-violent type of way how hurt they are or whatever emotion that they're going through. So Desmond says that he doesn't love Rollin. And there you have it like, wow, okay, is that how he really feels? And Piper is like, no, we all love each other. You love him. You know, I don't love him. You know, I see the way you touch him. I see the way y'all giggle together. I've seen the way y'all have sex. I see the way you smile at him. He doesn't think that he has the same thing with her. And you could tell that all of this is hitting Piper like a load of bricks. She truly didn't know that this is how Desmond was feeling. I think she's visibly hurt by this. Because he says like he feels left out. You know that is not the same. That yes he's selfish. He wants it for himself. And she tries to explain to him that it's okay. That the connection that she has with Rollin. Yeah is going to be different than the connection that she has with him. Desmond. But it is about balance. Even myself the connection that I have with Producer Bay Is different from the connection that I have with other people. But I'm not looking for my connections to be exactly the same. Even if they seem like similar types of men, they're all different. I like them all for various reasons. Why would I want more than one of the same type of man? I think that would be a little boring. Although I would say that quite a few men want more more of me. (laughs) They... They would definitely take more convenience if they could. And we shouldn't look at the next relationship and try to judge the relationship that we have with that person as what we should have for ourselves. Every relationship is different. We don't really know what Rollin and Piper are going through within their sector of the relationship. Right? Desmond is on the outside looking in. And for him, it seems like the grass is green on that side. He wants what Rollin has. He does not feel like he has the same type of anything with Piper. Now, what really sticks out for me also in this scene, and I felt so hurt for Desmond that he felt this way. But when Piper tells him that she didn't know, that why didn't he say anything? He tells her that if you really loves me, you would have known I wouldn't have had to say anything. Oy, that is such a difficult statement. I've heard so many people say various things with that type of statement. Well, if you really loved me, you would have done this. And if you really loved me, you should have known that or you should have known to do this. Jeez Louise, that is such a myth. It has nothing to do with if a person really loves you. That is such a damaging phrase to say to someone that you're in a relationship with. You know, people forget that you can't take words back. Once you say it, like that's it, it's out. You can't undo it, right? They cannot unhear it. I've had a lot of different types of things said to me in anger. Some that I knew were true and some that I knew were definitely just because the person was mad. It didn't hit any different just, you know, because of either fact. It still was said, right? And oftentimes my feelings were still hurt. I'm really careful, like, extremely careful of the things that I say. 
So when Desmond says that to Piper, he may not have meant it from a place of malice, but it still does damage because we are not mind readers. People are not mind readers. They have no idea what you're thinking, right? Yeah, there may be times like small stuff where you could look at your your significant other and you kind of know what they're thinking. But overall, we are not mind readers. And Lord knows women, we have 50 million tabs open in our minds of all kinds of things that are going on all the time. Men wish that they could read our minds. They would probably get lost in all the stuff that we have going on on a daily basis that's constantly rolling around, taking up space. This is why communication is so freaking important is the number one tenet for any successful relationship no matter what kind of relationship it is it can be a friendship a significant other your fuck buddy guess what y'all gotta be on the same page one person catching feelings the other person is still like hey i'm just here for the cool ride guess what y'all gotta communicate that the conversations that i have with my parents the conversations that I have with my siblings and the conversations that I don't have. I mean, there's conversations, shoot, that I have to have right now that I'm like, eh, do I want to talk about it? Mm, not really, but I know that it has to happen sooner rather than later, right? I need to air, clear the dust since clearly there's an issue. And I think this is something that really comes from monogamy because I see a lot of monogamous people say this. Well, if you really loved me, then X, Y, Z. What? It's just all so ridiculous. Don't do that, you guys. Don't don't say that to your partners. There's, there's so many unanswered questions in this short. We don't know how long the three of them have been living together. We don't know how long the three of them have been dating prior to them moving in. Or whether or not this is a closed triad or open triad. I feel like maybe it's an open triad since Hyper acts Desmond if there was anybody good looking or anyone he was interested in from his you know amongst his um co-workers or at least she's open to it being you know somebody else which leads us to the ending of this short there's a knock at the door oh let me not jump the gun before this when they're having this whole breakdown in a huge emotional scene i don't even know why this was thrown in there she throws in the fact that, oh, she's pregnant. This could have totally been left out, honestly. It was not needed. It was so cliche. like, it, And of course, oh, she doesn't know whose baby it is. I was interested. I was already buying whatever they were selling. If this turns out to be like a little short series, right? They could have saved that for episodes way down the line, right? Or just not been in there at, at all. And then we get a knock at the door. It's your girl, Ashley, from the restaurant. And I'm super surprised that it was, I was not expecting this, right? With the way Desmond was looking at Roland in that restaurant when he invited her to dinner. So the fact that she made it to the apartment, that means some type of conversation happened at the restaurant about this, right? And he gave her the address to the apartment. I really wish that they would have showed the conversation in the restaurant. Like, I want to know what was his explanation about Roland. I really want to know what he told her that made her say, yeah, I'm going to come. How honest was he really with Ashley, right? Was he honest or did he kind of like allude to things, not really give a whole lot of information? 
And is this going to be a situation where it's kind of messy, right? What's happening? Like, we don't know because they don't tell us. But I'm hoping that he's he was open and honest with her. Mm-hmm. She's coming in and now it's the four of them standing around. And you're just like, hmm, dun, dun, dun. what's going to happen now that you got this new woman here? What is going to be the status of this new woman? Is he going to continue seeing her? Because clearly he's probably dating her. But what's going to happen with her? And then now this whole, we've got a baby coming. I would like to see maybe what if she don't want to have the baby? Like, let's not do the whole cliche, oh, she going to have a baby and who's who's the father, right? No, how about maybe Piper don't want to have the baby, right? Let's go in a totally different direction. Or, hey, how about they need to go to some therapy because their communication between the three of them obviously is not the best. If anybody who sees me in my various relationships and think, oh man, she's living the life. She got this man. She got that man. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. First of all, some of them be trying to stress me. Okay. And y'all know I ain't trying to deal with no extra stress in my life. Or sometimes I don't get enough time. Or I don't get enough attention. Or I don't get enough dick. Like I have, there's so many various things going on in my life with various male partners. I mean, most of the time I am living my best life. But you don't know all the work that comes with trying to live your best life. It's not just like, boom, snap my fingers. I'm not just boom, Jill Scott living my life like it's golden. Hello, it takes work to get to the golden. I don't see how many frogs I had to kiss to get to the princess. You don't see whatever crap that the princess has to deal with from the prince. We don't know. We just get the ooh the fairy tale ending that oh we think she's happily ever after living this great life. Maybe the prince is annoying, all right? Maybe he can be emotionally abusive. Maybe he doesn't help clean up around the house because he's been living this lap of luxury with a bunch of daggone maids his whole life. And now when they move to their own castle, it's just him and the princess and she's left to clean 50, 11 rooms. And he's just looking at her like, oh, I got to help. So Desmond, he's looking at the relationship with Rollin and Piper and thinking that, oh, it's all good. Even though they live together, he really doesn't know all of the inner workings of what is happening or how Piper might need to cater to him in a certain way to get certain responses out of him and certain things that Desmond is looking for or he wants or maybe he wants what Rollin has he may not be getting it from Piper because he hasn't been communicating his needs again we come back to that word communication he is not communicating his needs so overall I really liked this short I enjoyed it It was so good to see a short film based on polyamory centering around black people, which we don't, we hardly ever see it. So just that in itself, this is for me, this is just a starting point, right? It can only go up from here, especially when, you know, people are getting insight from people who actually are living this as their daily lives. Um, I look forward to talking to the director and hopefully soon y'all will be in for another treat of having the cast and director on the show, being able to interview them and hearing their perspectives and what it was like to film this. This was another episode of My Juice is Their Religion and I hope you guys enjoyed this. As always, make sure you share, like, subscribe, send in your questions, comments gripes tell your mama tell your aunties tell your friends 
and make sure you come back for more. Peace.